Hello and welcome back to Relatably Weird's Spooktober Spectacular. I'm Tiff. I'm Kate. And we have got some spooky topics for you all today. And last week, Kate pulled a fast one on me and changed her subject last minute. So I decided this week that I would change my subject last minute. I, okay, as you came in today, I was like, you know, I can't even remember what she told. I never would have known had well, you not said something. So I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast last week, but and in our conversations, I had mentioned a right. couple of different things that I might talk about. But then I came across something that I just, I, I, I had to talk about it. And you'll understand why whenever we get into it. Um, Listen, I've had several sleepless nights <laughs> because you're digging through all this spooky stuff and you just get in your head sometimes. And oh, for sure. Halloween's right around the corner. We've both been working on our costumes and getting... Right. In the mood for spooky season, yeah, so spooky. I, I got on my black lipstick today. Black lipstick. I don't have anything Halloween on me right now. <laughs> I'm slacking. <laughs> Come on, Kate, get with it. Oh no, I have my crime junkie pants on. That's that. that a little spooky. Kind of spooky. I mean, it's real yeah. life spooky. So why don't we jump in and tell me your teaser? So I'm going to be talking about the cryptid in your computer. Oh crap. <laughs> You're welcome in I, advance. I'm not going to be, I'm going to hand write my notes. Listen, uh, I I had a hard time with this one because of it being a cryptid, essentially. Yes. And, you know, you, you don't want to summon these things. And I'm afraid that, that mm, being in your computer and, okay, I don't want to give away too much. Okay. But it, I had a hard time writing this one. Blech. Yeah. All right, so what's yours? Okay, so I had a hard time coming up with a really good teaser for mine because it is just so gruesome. So Ooh. we're just going to go with the um, the Mansion of Horrors. The Mansion of Horrors. It sounds like a terrible haunted house. I mean, yes, on both accounts. Okay. It is haunted. It is a house. It is terrifying. Ooh, okay, I, I want to hear about the house first. Okay, okay. Now, let me first set the scene for you. We were both theater kids, so let's set the scene. Okay. The year is 1834. There's a mansion located on Royal Street in the French Quarter of New Orleans, and it's on fire. Oh, well, this is starting out great. Yeah. So, neighbors are rushing out to help, but as they come up on the house, they notice something strange they see the madam of the house oh the madam not not that kind of madam oh okay she was french oh okay so they see the madam of the house and she's like frantically trying to like save her stuff of like course. that happens in a fire but she's alone where are her slaves what's going on why is it just her so firefighters enter the home i say firefighters it 1830s, you know, right? Townspeople decide to enter the home. So, so basically, they're volunteer fire department. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, and they find a lot more than some burnt furniture and personal belongings. Oh no! What they found in Madame Delphine Lalaurie's house would earn her the nickname the Savage Mistress of New Orleans. Oh dear! 
Yeah, right? Chills. So, okay, let's back up a little. Okay. Who is this lady? So her name was Madame Delphine LaLaurie, and I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, so I'm just going to call her Delphine. She was one of the second generation in her family to be born in America. Um, She had been married three times. Okay, I already have questions about I know. her past. Oh, I know. And she mothered five children. So her first two husbands, um, they passed away. Mysteriously, I'm sure. Honestly, I didn't dig into it too far because there was a lot going on here. Okay. But it's important to note her first two husbands died. Sketch. Now, her third husband, um, he wasn't really present in her life. He kind of just left her to do as she pleased and um you know she was just kind of on her own he's like oh. not even present in this story okay other than he existed um so in 1831 she's like i'm gonna purchase this home this house right here which i feel like that's kind of a big deal for that time period because mm-hmm. you know women typically didn't have much of any kind of power right but money. with her husband, you know, she had a husband. Right. So I'm sure that kind of helped her get away with some stuff. But so she buys this mansion on Royal Street. It was a beautiful three-story mansion. Um, and she lived there with her slaves. Now, it was thought that she was able to purchase this house at a steep price of $33,000. Which back then was a lot. Was a lot. But it was thought that she got that money from her first two husbands' death. Like I said, I have questions. I know, but that is not where the story is going. I know, I know. It's not your focus. (laughs) However... It's very hard not to squirrel on these little details. I want to know. But, okay, so she buys the house. um, She's there with her slaves. And at first, everything seems fine. You know, Mm -hmm. she builds onto the house. Uh, Part of that renovation was building a slave quarter. Oh, Yeah, so, like, they had their own place to stay, which is not always, I mean, it sounds much better than it was. But she put some renovations into this home on top of the $33,000 she had already spent. Oh, gosh. Um, And, of course, she's out in town. You know, people kind of know who she is. And um, she's actually talked about, not in a bad way, but talked about because people recognize how polite she is to her slaves. Oh, so she's known for good things. Yeah, she treats them very well. She's very polite to them. Um, And that kind of stood out in the town. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it wasn't history. Yeah, I would say history has shown that slaves were not treated well at all. And it, this. This could be because there were laws in Louisiana that sort of gave protection for slaves against cruel punishments and treatment. Um, but it wasn't. It, yeah. And it wasn't long before people started kind of questioning and whispering, like, maybe this public show of kindness was just that. It is just a show. Right. And I want to say... This these laws in Louisiana, they were unique to Louisiana. Like mm-hmm. no other lo- states had these laws, but it was still enough that they were able to notice and go like, oh, this seems a little sketch, right? Um, 
So because they have these laws, it kind of makes sense. Maybe she is just nice out in public. And as we all know, what happens behind closed doors? Yeah, just sometimes you just don't know. You just don't know. And behind those closed doors, Delphine was vicious mm. to her slaves. So. It's like that person that's like sugary sweet to your face. And then you find out later that they are just an absolute total. <laughs> yes. It, exactly. Because at first everybody's like, oh, she's really polite. And then they're like, oh, she's kind of too nice to them. What's really going yeah. on? Well, during this fire and the um, exploration of her house, these rumors were corroborated. Because you know what I say? The truth always comes out. Absolutely. So while they're in there, they're searching the home after the fire. They found at least, because this number is different depending on which article you read, there were at least seven slaves. Okay. That they found deceased. Oh. Now, I am going to tone this down for some of the younger listeners we have, like my daughter, um, and anybody else we may have, because some of these are just so gruesome. Mm. So remember, what I'm about to say is the toned down version. Oh, dear. So what they found, these bodies were placed in strange, grotesque positions. Uh, it, oh, it was clear that they were brutally tortured. Mm. Some of them had skin flayed off. Um, they could see bruises, uh, bones broken. Some of them apparently had their eyes gauged out, gauged out, gouged out. Well, I mean, they might have been gouged, yeah. gauged out. I mean, if this lady was as cruel as, you yeah. know, it kind of looks like she's turning out to be. Jeez. Yeah. Um, allegedly, some of the slaves had their mouths filled with excrement and then they oh. were sewn shut. Oh. Um, some of them had spiked collars to keep their heads in these weird positions. Um, and they found some bones or like parts of the bodies kind of stuck into the ground. I don't I don't understand that. But weird. So they're finding all of this. So then these stories start to come out of how badly she treated her slaves. I'm right. gonna give you some examples and I wanna note that only some of these are verified. Like these might be rumors, it might be exaggerations, but for example, one woman allegedly had her bones broken and mm. then reset mm. to make her appearance similar to a crab, which what? I can't even oh. imagine. I don't want to imagine. Again, not verified, but that is a common... But a rumor. Yeah, it's a common story I found in all the articles I was reading. Now, some of the bodies allegedly had big holes in their heads with mm -hmm. wooden spoons nearby that some people said they it was used to kind of lobotomize the brain through the hole. Oh. Yeah. Um, some were missing organs or body parts. Ugh. Some were said to be unrecognizable. Like, you knew it was a human, but you couldn't even begin to tell which human it was. Like, and at the time, the whole dental records thing, I guess, didn't no. really, you know. Not a thing. Wouldn't help. So, uh, there's also a very common um, story. I'm struggling to get through this, if you can't tell. Jeez. One of the common stories about Delphine was that she would actually drain the blood from her slaves 
and she would either bathe in it or drink it to help keep her appearance beautiful and youthful. Okay, I think I've heard that one before. I don't know if it was directly related to the story about her, but I have also seen that present itself in other fictional stories yes. of like these evil queens that like uh-huh. bathe in blood to make themselves youthful or they drink blood to make yeah. themselves youthful. There was uh, Elizabeth Bathory. I don't know if I'm yeah, saying that right. Uh, I know which. Yes. Yeah, she was a serial killer. She did the uh-huh. same thing. So like, it's a common thing. Um, through history because Vampires, i'm telling you yeah some people say the fountain of youth might Was be blood, blood. <laughs> so it's not a totally out there idea um but oh it's out there it's out there it's out there now some of these were actually corroborated so the ones i told you like uh, they might be true they might be exaggerated but the next three that i'm gonna tell you um were They were able to corroborate this. So the first one was a male slave. Not sure what happened or the circumstances surrounding this incident, but he was so scared that he was going to be punished by Delphine that he jumped out of the third story window to his death. Dang. And after that incident, the window was sealed and it still is that way today. Mm. So you can go see the sealed window that this man threw himself out of. I mean, that's kind of like during 9-11. Yes. The people that were in the building on the upper floors, like they knew that they weren't going to be able to get down. And it was either they were going to burn, suffocate, or they could jump. And the people that jumped, like just I can't wrap my head around the, Mm -mm. the thought of that being the best option. Right. So and kind of in this guy, I mean, he had to have been in a super dire state Yeah, to think, this is the best option. Throwing myself out the, the window is better than anything else right now. When you got to think, he's been witnessing all this torture. Right. He knows what might happen to him. Right. He's That's what seen I'm the bodies. He's seen, you know, it just. The oh. mental state that you have to be in yes. to get to that point. It's terrifying. Oh. Just the psychological trauma. From witnessing the torture and not being able to do anything about it because you are a slave. Right. It's terrifying. Um, so uh, there was that one. Uh, so her cook was a 70-year-old woman. Now, she kept her chained to the stove, allegedly mm. starving, which I cannot imagine having to prepare food and knowing if you eat it, you might get punished. Right. All while you're being starved. Okay. And... I don't know about you, but I cook by taste sometimes. Absolutely. Like, it's a constant, like, you taste it, adjust, taste it, adjust, taste it, adjust. I can't imagine, one, if I taste it, I'm going to die. Yeah. And the fact that I don't know what it's tasted like, and I got to put this out, and if she doesn't like it, well, then what's going to happen to me? Like, I feel like this is a lose-lose situation for this cook. And I should have looked up the life expectancy at this time, but she's 70. She's 70. I mean, mean, my gosh, the the average life expectancy now is like 78. Something like that. So you know it was way lower. Oh, yeah. But it just like, I can't, just the whole, it's a lot. It's a lot. Now, the next one is really hard-hitting, so 
This involves a 12-year-old girl. No. My daughter's 13, so I immediately thought of her. Oh, jeez. Her name was Leah, mm-hmm. and she was brushing Delphine's hair. That was her job. And she accidentally pulled a little too hard. You know how it is. Your hair happens. gets tangled, especially back then. Like, you're limited on products. Okay, I don't know what that, I don't, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, you have short but... hair anymore. <laughs> so. But I've been there. Tangles happen. Yeah. Well, Delphine thought she pulled a little too hard, <gasps> and she flew into a just fit of rage and whipped the girl. And I'm not, I don't even think whipped is an whipped accurate is word. putting it mildly. Yeah. Apparently, the beating was so brutal that it led this girl to climb onto the roof and throw herself to her death. Again, the mental state that you have to be in with that is the better option. Especially when you're 12. Right. Like, oh my god, It blows my mind. Now, this is not the end of Leah's story. Madam tried to hide the girl's body by burying it. And she was observed, I think, by a neighbor. Um, if I'm recalling correctly. A but nosy neighbor. She was spotted. Authorities got involved. Now, just, just guess the punishment. Just take a wild stab. Uh, like a smack on the hand? Basically, she had to pay a $300 fine and sell all nine of her slaves that she currently had. Yeah, that... Does that, it? That's totally not right. Mm-hmm. But, because of the time... Right. She was, you know, in a position to own slaves, so nobody said anything when she bought all of the slaves back. The same ones that she sold? I didn't get... De- like, it wasn't oh, clear oh. on that, but... She just, she either bought the ones back that she had sold or she acquired more unclear. Um, And that incident really started calling her lifestyle to question. Like, people started doubting her, being suspicious of her. Uh So people were already kind of like, I don't know about this lady. Um, And that's, you know, after the fire uh, and they, what they found when they went in there, the people became enraged, rightfully so. Oh, yeah. And they ransacked the house. I oh. mean, what the fire didn't destroy, they, they did. Yeah. And busted out windows. Wow. Ripped stuff out. Like, it was basically just the outside walls by the time they were done. Wow. Because they were just livid. So... It's clear that these slaves were treated very gruesomely. Yeah. Um, I caution anybody who wants to research this after the podcast, there is a reason they referred to her as savage. Uh, yeah, and that's that's mild. Yeah. I don't even think savage is a fitting. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there is a word in the English vocabulary that would no. suit her. And, okay, so the story still is not over. <laughs> I'm sorry Jeez. to say. Now, Where does it end? I know. So the townspeople have seen the treatment of the slaves. Mm. They went into a rage. They destroyed the house. And when all the dust settled, where's Delphine and her driver? They're gone. They just like poof disappeared? They gone. <gasps> that heifer. So Nobody knew where they went. Now, it was rumored that they had fled to Paris, but to this day, nobody knows where she went after the fire. Mm, um, but there's something even more spooky, or spookier. 
because it's forgive not my English. spooky enough. <laughs> yeah. In the late 1930s, uh-huh. so we're talking like 100 years later, there's a copper grave marker that was found in a New Orleans cemetery that read LaLaurie, Madame Delphine McCarty, which McCarty being her maiden name. Right. The inscription also claimed that she died in Paris in December of 1842. Other records that were found in Paris claim that she died there, but in 1849. So we've got multiple death records for this woman kind of going on. This is feeling very vampirish. Right. We're like... Because in vampire fork, fork lore. Fork lore. <laughs> I will from now on refer to it as fork lore. Look, I just wanted to lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> but no, in vampire folklore, you know, vampires, they, they live forever. And so at some point they have to essentially disappear, fake their own death, and then yes. start over. So, ugh. And she bathed in blood. It, mm, right. It's I'm got a very singing. vampire feel to it. Yes. Now, did she flee to a com- another country to live out her days? Or did she hide for a while and return to New Orleans under like a fake identity? Nobody knows. Especially since a body has never been found for no. her. I'm telling you, it's a vampire. Right? She is a vampire. We'll never know. I'm, I'm, I'm just calling it. Now, whether or not she's a vampire, she is still... In a way, living on today. Um, her story has fascinated people just because it is so it's unbelievably so gruesome. Dark and gruesome. Yeah. Um, her mansion is considered to be extremely haunted. You can actually visit it and tour it, which... So road trip? I don't know on this one. It is said that if you stand outside and take pictures, Ooh. you can see a woman in Victor. Oh, I have goosebumps. See a woman wearing Victorian style clothing. Oh my god! Like gosh. I've seen some of the pictures and spooky. Like, mm. ooh. Um, she has been in video games. That her character, obviously, right. they featured her in video games, books, poems. TV shows. Mm-hmm. Her character was on American Horror Story. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just now putting this together. Okay, yes. Yeah. So in a way, she is still kind of living on, whether right. she's a vampire or not. But mm. I just want to wrap this up because I love just, I love karma. I really do. Who doesn't love karma? And I just wanted to kind of just just put a little cherry on the top of this story so how did that fire get started anyways oh good question we never did talk about that did we she lived there for three years and then all of a sudden there's a fire and you know how nosy people are they always got to know how the fire started well let me tell you was this a nosy neighbor do you remember the cook that she kept chained to the stove (gasps) well she was rescued by authorities um all of while so authorities are in there the fire is going Oh, she was rescued from the The authorities are in there unchaining her from the stove. Oh. That's how they knew the story was true and getting her out. And there were people that reported that Delphine wasn't even worried about her and the slaves. She was frantically trying to get her furniture out of the house. Oh, my God. Which, suspicious. Like, mm, heifer. She didn't even try. Mm. So, after the rescue was done, they talked to this woman that they rescued and she um she told them what actually happened so we know what happened oh 
apparently in her misery of starving to death, being chained to the stove, being tortured by Delphine, she decided she was going to start a fire. Um, she was unable to stand the torture and she had hopes that by setting a fire, it would not only consume her and end her torture, but it would also take the whole house down. Oh, dang. And it would stop Delphine from her despicable treatment of these people. Now, fortunately, the cook did make it out alive. She was unsuccessful in her suicide attempt. Um, but she, she was, was successful. Yeah, she was successful in stopping the torture at wow. one, one. I'm sorry, 1140 Royal Street. It was the cook. It was the cook. So there is a little wow. bit of justice. There's a little bit of revenge. Even though she escaped, we have no idea how long she lived, where she right. lived. Did she continue her torture just somewhere else? We don't know. But that cook did end the torture there. And Dang. Yeah, so if you want to Ooh. go visit the house... Good luck. I want to say that this was another one that was on, like, Ghost Adventures or Ghost Hunters. I think several ghost um, hunting ghost hunting teams. teams have visited the house because there is so much activity right. there. Which, again, you've got this brutal, vicious treatment of people going on, murders, mm. just evil things happening in this house. Like, you're just asking to be haunted. Right. So... Treat your cook well. Yep. That's why I do the cooking. I was going to say, that's us. But you know <laughs> what I mean. I do the You cooking. get the point. <laughs> Be nice to the cook. So as terrified as I am to move on to your subject, <laughs> um, tell me tell me what might or might not be living in my electronic devices. Yeah. And I had such a hard time putting this one together because it was creeping me out because I don't know. There's there's a huge difference between physical creatures and like things that might be lurking in your computer. And not to mention like there's all these movies about like artificial intelligence taking over the world. And, oh yeah. You know. So as I was writing this, I oh, I had to stop a couple of times and like walk away from my computer. Um, so, you know, last year for Spooktober, you and I did talk about a few different cryptids. Don't you dare call them by name. <laughs> um, and just as a reminder, or if you're new here, the term cryptid was coined in the 1980s. And it's defined as a creature that has not been defined by science. And its existence is typically disputed. Like, it's one of the, it's almost like like folklorish like it's known by a lot of people but nobody's seen it seen it or there's been sightings but nothing definitive aka bigfoot that was the first one that i wrote down as an example was bigfoot loch ness monster i would put mermaids in that category oh, yeah mermaids mothman other things we're not gonna, say out, we're not gonna say out loud um, and these crypt these cryptids, cryptid creatures. There we go. The cryptid creatures um, all have have origins um, in almost all cultures. Like you find different cryptids all around the world, mm -hmm. not just here, but literally. In fact, I think last year I talked about one in the Philippines. Yes, that was popular. 
I don't know if popular is the right word. Well, well known. known. And, um, but that's the physical world, right? These are physical creatures, allegedly. Physical creatures. But what if artificial intelligence has created its own cryptid? Oh, God, I already have goosebumps. So think of it kind of like we as humans have come up with these creatures. Mm-hmm. These artificial intelligence programs. What if they come up with their own cryptid? Because, um, you know, I don't know. It just, it's such a, that's the only way I can really wrap my head around this, this topic is thinking of AI or artificial intelligence as a entity, a person. Right. That comes up, that has their own ideas, that creates just like a human does. Which we've seen some of that recently. Yes. Well, in September of this year, so oh. just last month, um, there's an AI art enthusiast, which I didn't know was a thing. You want to know why I knew about it? TikTok. Yeah, I, I actually mentioned TikTok. that in my notes. <laughs> um, um, AI art enthusiasts that are uh, NAI, I cannot get through this. There's an AI artist who's only known... In all of my research, I could only find their handle name, Twitter mm. name, is Super Composite. Super Composite. Mm -hmm. Super Composite. And they claim to have stumbled across the very first virtual cryptid uh, through a series of very creepy repeating images. Are we going to have to stage our computers after this? We might. We I might. have some. Um and, you know, artificial intelligence has come a long way from the 1950s, uh, whenever it was first pioneered by Alan Turing. Um, and at its core, like I said, artificial intelligence was designed to mimic human intelligence, um, essentially to complete preordained task. Mm -hmm. So basically, I'm telling this, this AI, I want you to do X, Y, and Z, and then it does x y and z right that is artificial intelligence at its very basic mm -hmm. but it has improved over the years um we have made ai smarter sometimes ai actually is like actually x y and z would be better if you did y z and x like, okay i look as a mom I, you are describing raising a child <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's all I can think of. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, and so AI has actually moved beyond just performing these simple tasks um, that typically make our life a little bit easier. Um, and it has now crossed over into the artistic realm. So AI can take a prompt from humans in either the form of text or images, and then they can actually generate art. That can be described almost like surrealist in nature. And as you mentioned, we <laughs> we know about it because of TikTok. And yes. I'm sure if you have spent any time on TikTok in the past, what, six months? Yeah, roundabout. You probably have come across the trend of, uh, was it called AI Generator? I think so. Um, it was a filter called AI Generator in which you could put in a few words or a short phrase and it would generate an image. 
based on whatever prompt you put in. Um, so you could put in, a lot of people would do, what's my spirit animal? Yeah. You enter that in, it spits out an image that is, at least for me, I never really got like clear images. Oh, I did. Can, well, I mean, some of them, like, it was still very like surreal feeling yes. though. Like you could kind of pick out like, oh, that kind of looks like a wolf or, oh, that kind of looks like a building or, oh, yeah. that kind of looks like a person. Um, but it was still very surreal in its nature. Like, yes, Salvador Dali would be so proud <laughs> of some of these images. Um, and some of them were beautiful, like beautiful, bold, brilliant colors. Yes. Um, you know, so that filter was out there that, and that is AI art. Um, so on Twitter, the super composite person made an actual announcement that they had discovered a woman called L-O-A-B. I'm not going to say the name because no, it's, just the spelling sounds evil. It does. It's spelled L-O-A-B if you want to research it. No, thanks. We're, but we're not going to say the actual name because it said that if you say their actual names, it will summon them to you. So we're not going to do that since we are both sitting here working off of our computers. Yeah, I and I'm... <laughs> I'm stuck. I don't even have an exit. That's right. Like, I'm here. I might have a small chance to get out of here. But anyways... So, for the sake of this podcast, we're going to call her Linda. Oh, Linda. Linda. <laughs> uh, because I don't want her finding her way into my phone or my computer. Okay? So, Super Composite claims that, that the AI program that they were using reproduced this image of Linda more easily than it did celebrities. Okay. Which I find a little disturbing because, you know, celebrities are like, I almost think of that as like a universal well, and portrait I, picture of somebody. Because I was under the impression that AI functions off of the internet. So it does a just unbelievably fast search of the internet and pulls together an answer. So well, I would think it would have access to right, all and that the was, photos. That's kind of my understanding, too. Ooh. So the fact that, that this AI program was able to recreate Linda easier than, let's say, I don't know, Harrison Ford, that just, I don't, that just does not sit well with me. No. At all. Absolutely not. Um, so how they kind of got to, to Linda was actually kind of a process. Um, so in the beginning... Super Composite asked this AI to create an image that was supposed to be the opposite of Marlon Brando. Okay. Okay. Using a negatively weighted prompt. Like that's the way that this particular AI program worked was it used negative prompts to come up with an image of the opposite of whatever you typed in. That's interesting. So like if you typed in, I'm super simplifying this. If you typed in the word, black ball it would probably show you a white triangle mm, you know what i'm saying gotcha. like it it's designed to show you the opposite of whatever you type in right instead of like the ones that we're familiar with on tiktok where it shows you something similar to your prompt right 
This is the complete opposite. Interesting. Literally. Okay. Which I don't know where they even got Marlon Brando. That's so random. <laughs> and I don't even know what the opposite of Marlon Brando is. I don't would be. either. Um, but anyways, that was the prompt that they used. And this prompt created an image that displayed a strange logo that depicted um, like a skyline and then the letters D I G I T A. P-N-T-I-C-S. Okay, no. Brain just exploded. Which, I don't know if that's supposed to be individual letters. I don't know if that's supposed to be digitapentics. Like, one word. But that's huh. what it produced. Okay. So, if they type in Marlon Brando. They get this image of this logo with these letters. Mm -hmm. So, then they fed those letters back through the AI. So, again, it's seeking to do the opposite uh-huh so you would think if you're feeding that through it would give you marlon brando right because the, you're that's trying what to get it the created opposite, and that's what it created from and marlon the prompt brando. is the same but what they got instead was something much more frightening than they bargained for oh um spoiler alert it was not marlon brando Instead, it was a very off-putting image of a devastated-looking, older-ish woman with darkened, sunken eyes and, like, defined triangles of rosacea on her cheeks. Oh, Jesus Christ, Sickles. Yeah. And that... No thanks. <laughs> that is the first image of... Oh, God. Linda. Oh, God. So... Super composite, like, has to be a super curious person. I would have just stopped there. I'm done. I'm out. Shut the computer. I'm done. Super composite, on the other hand, decided to then combine the image of Linda with another image that was made by a friend of a glass tunnel surrounded by angels. Oh, no. What they got back was oh, no. even more horrifying. And every following image that was produced with Linda, because they kept, like, feeding stuff, trying to, like, I guess test their theory that this was a thing. I don't know. But every following image produced with Linda continued to be pulled further and further towards the gory and the macabre side of imagery okay again the audacity just call it quits right just stop um and typically the way the ai works um ai will create something new when fed multiple iterations of combined images mm. so it should have spit out something that was not recognizable as linda yeah but yet linda persisted Oh, jeez. Even after generations of images, and even at one point, it seemed like Linda disappeared. Like, it seemed like, oh, okay, this is just a fluke. The AI has finally spit out something different. Linda came back. I have the heaviest of jeebiest. She can, like, <laughs> I know. Uh, that, like I said, I had to walk away from my computer several times trying to write this topic. So, Linda continued to show up, and, like I said, at one point it seemed like she had disappeared. 
but then she came back and like it's just been this she just keeps showing up now sometimes the images are a little different um and i can show you a couple of them hard pass thank you <laughs> are you sure a hard pass thank you <laughs> because in some of them she looks a little younger some of them she looks more like an older lady um there was one i saw that she looked almost like doll-ish looking in the face so but it was still recognizable as that's linda yeah it's almost like if i took you and put you into like different filters yeah like i could still tell that it was you okay even that makes though sense. even though there's these different filters like I don't know. Like, like the teddy bear filter like on bear filter. Snapchat. Like you look different, but there's still something there that says this is Kate. Yeah. That's the only way I know how to describe these images of Linda. I'm is... scared to even look at my computer right now. <laughs> they look a little bit different, but you can still tell that it's her. Um, and so, um, you know, they have dubbed her now. The first cryptid of the latent space, which is the space between the input and the output of machine learning. Yeah, I don't like that either. Right. And of course, like with all other cryptids, uh, there is some debate around the legitimacy of Linda's existence. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a quirk of AI art software um, cause you know, there's some people out there that are like, oh, that's just a fluke or, oh, you could have produced these images. And so there's some skepticism there, but whether it's true or not, Linda is quickly gaining popularity and is trending on Twitter. I'm um, so glad I'm not on Twitter anymore. I, oh, I know. I hardly ever get on Twitter. Um, but it has kind of reopened the discussion surrounding machine learning biases mm. um and the validity of a and the validity of ai art Ugh. so kind of like we were talking you know in the movies we see where ai takes over in the future and turns on humans and wipes us off the planet <sighs> it's kind of opened that discussion back up again not that it ever really died it just kind of cut like it kind of comes, comes in goes. waves yeah um and, you know, personally, I just, I don't want to have Linda popping up anywhere in my virtual world. My thing is, like, just don't test those waters. Mm -hmm. Don't test it. Like, I would, honestly, I was a little afraid to, in my research for this topic, to Google image search. The Linda. name? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I was terrified. I did it because, you know, for the sake of the podcast. So if you go missing tonight, I know what happened to you. <sighs> it was Linda. Anytime my computer messes up at work now, I'm just gonna be like, oh, God, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for those of you who want a little peek behind the curtain of the podcast, um, Kate and I are setting up for the episode tonight to record. And I pull up my laptop and I go to pull up my my document that has my notes <laughs> on it and the top half of it is blurred out <laughs> and it wouldn't go away. Like, you know, typically, okay, fine. It's just trying to catch up and it takes a second. This wouldn't go away. And I was like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. This is like the doll episode. And then the Elmo incident that happened <laughs> later that night. Exactly. And I will forever refer to it as the Elmo, the Elmo incident. incident. 
Yeah. So I don't, I don't, maybe it was coincidence. Maybe it was because I've been doing research on it, but it was just a little freaky that all of a sudden, and this is a fairly new laptop. Like I should not be having these issues, but I literally had to close out the program, open it back up. Like, and it was doing weird things. Like it wouldn't center on the page. And so, yeah, already a little freaked out about this. And I the night see, is still young. I can see myself calling IT one day and being like, Linda's at it again. Linda's in my computer again. I'm like, who the heck is Linda? Like, what's going on down like, there? Like, listen to the podcast, buddy. Oh. So, yeah, that is the, um, that's the cryptid in your computer now. Have fun explaining that to IT. I just, like, I love Halloween, but when we do stuff like this, it's just, like, Oh, right, because throughout the year, sometimes we touch on some spooky stuff, but more, I guess throughout the year, it's more like just odd, random, random fact type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this is where we really dig into the creepy, spooky things. And, and I, I just happened to come across this one, thanks TikTok. Um, and it just, it was one of those like, uh, this would be perfect to talk about. Swear to all. That is... High and holy. If my TikTok, because you know how our TikToks sync up. Oh, it's listening. If stuff starts popping up on my TikTok tonight, you're going to come back here and spend the night with me. Oh, no. You've got you've got the dog. It's okay. No. What What is she going to do? Bark at it? Yes. I don't know what you're going to do, but it'll make me feel better if we suffer together. <laughs> I will be with my two lazy dogs who oh. will do not much more than bark. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Well... The good news, or bad news, depending on how you look at it, is we have one more episode of our Spooktober Spectacular. Just one? Just one. Man, where did the month go? Yeah, and then it'll be Halloween. Woo! So, I'm so excited. we'll be sharing pictures of all of our adorable Halloween costumes. Kate and um, I are... Kate and I are doing a couple's costume because, <laughs> because that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, because my husband does not participate... participate. Unless yeah. he'll probably do what he did last year and at the last second. Oh, yeah. He'll be like, I'm going to go as this. And then we order a costume and it doesn't fit. <laughs> so we have to order a second costume. And We'll have to explain our costumes. So far, like, nobody understands what I am. So. Right. But we will share, you know, in celebration of the end of Spooktober Spectacular, we will share pictures of our Halloween costumes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our Spooktober playlist is still running. Uh, yes. Matter of fact, I had it on today while I was doing stuff around the house. Nice. And while I was doing my makeup on Facebook Live. Nice. It was running in the background. So. Yeah. So check that really, out. It's actually a really good playlist. It is. So check that out. Um, one more episode and then we'll be back to just our normal random weirdness. And merch store is up. Yes. It's super awesome. Check it out. I love the clear stickers. Yes. Like, because most vinyl stickers, like, you got, like, that white outline. I love the clear stickers. These are clear, and they're, I, uh, the, it's perfect. I have one on my water cup. Mm -hmm. And make sure you go on the Instagram and the mm -hmm. Facebook and give us a like, share, follow, comment, whatever. Yes, share um, us with all your other spooky weirdo friends. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think about Linda. Yeah, I would be really fascinated to know if you research Linda and Ooh. what your thoughts and feelings are on some of the images that have popped up of 
Linda. Yeah, so make sure you let us know. And we will be back in a week with yeah. one more spooky episode. Woo-hoo. All right. Y'all have a good week. <gasps> Bye. Bye.